All right, now I'm excited. He's already uh, came up here. He uh, beat me to it before I could introduce him. So rude, Randy. Um, some of you guys know this guy. He's Randy Ford, and I'm excited to introduce him this morning. Uh, so give it up for Randy Ford. But it was a chance to renew and uh, just thank you so much for your prayers and the way you supported us the last three or four months. But hey, we're back in the saddle and we're going to ride hard and see if the pony dies. You know what I mean? We're just going to go hard. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, Pastor Dan is in Ghana. He'll be back in a, in a week or so. In the meantime, he's given um, me a couple of verses to go over. We've been talking about 1 John. 1 John. John was written by the guy that wrote the Gospel of John. And now he's writing this 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And when Jacob last week, he shared with us, if you were here, that what 1st John was all about was John had written this letter to the church at Ephesus and the surrounding churches. So it's called a circular letter. And so what he was doing is that these new Christians, new believers, just like you and me, except they were being influenced by false teachers and people that were kind of watering down the gospel, they were bringing in new age thinking, and they were bringing in the thought that Jesus really wasn't necessary. Jesus was either a spirit or a ghost or just a nice person, but he wasn't the son of God. It wasn't who he said he was. And so John is going, wait a second, wait a second. You look in my eye. You look in my eye. There's a gospel, and I want to give you word of encouragement of how to do that. So the word that, that John had for the church back then it's just like now. we got so much stuff. Realize how, how the moral decay of the world and the country and different religions, and it's okay to kind of believe this stuff and Star Wars style of stuff and all this kind of mysticism and whatnot. And if we can do anything, if they can do anything, to water down the gospel, to say that Jesus isn't real and he's just a fraud and there's no such thing as salvation and we don't need a Savior, that, that that's okay. No, no, it's not okay. And so we're going to talk about that this morning and, and uh, the message of encouragement that was good for the early church is good for us today. So hang on. Your seats can be used as a flotation device in case you go over water. <laughs> There's warning you. So let's open with prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today. Today is the day that you have made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. Every day is a beautiful gift wrapped by you, dot, 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 tear it open. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Give us your word, give us your spirit, and speak to our lives and our hearts in the next few moments. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. So, we're talking about walking and living in the light. How's that working for you? Walking and living in the light. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I, sometimes I used to be a pastor down at the Life Center. and said, how many had a great week? And how many had a great week? Anybody? Anyone had a great week? Anybody had a kind of one of those so-so weeks? How many had a week you wish you could forget? <laughs> you know what? It's all over. It's gone. And sitting next to you is somebody that's getting A's and everything, and there's other people sitting right next to you that plunked the chorus this week. And that's okay. We've got a new chance. We've got a new start. So we're going to look at uh, 1 John. Pastor Gann gave me three verses, because that's all he trusted me with, was three verses to speak on. Because I sometimes will zigzag and wander off somewhere. But 1 John, 
chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. And in the New International, no, excuse me, yeah, in the, New Inter, in the NIV, the NIV, New International Version. And this is what it says. And it's up on the wall and it's up on that wall too. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. Heard from Jesus. God is light. He's not a light. He is light. And there's no darkness, no sin at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and we walk in the darkness, what does it say? We lie. We do not live out in the truth. But if, everyone say if. If, if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, and he purifies us all from sin. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Now, sometimes in modern language, you ever have someone come and grab you by the shoulders? You're talking to one of your kids and say, look, look at my eye. Look at my eye. I want to talk to you. Look at my eye. This is what John is doing in the message. And take a look at what John, <laughs> take a look at what John does in the message. And it says... Uh, this is the essence. In this, in the essence, is the message we heard from Jesus, from Christ, and are passing it on to you. God is light. God is pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. If, say if again, yes. we claim we experience a shared life with him and continue to stumble around in the dark. Say, stumble around in the dark. <laughs> We're obviously lying through our teeth. Say lying, no, don't say that. <laughs> we're not living what we claim. But if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life of being with each other, being with Jesus. <laughs> As the sacred blood of Jesus, God's son, and he purchases, purges all our sin. I was trying to think of a couple examples of light, a bright light. I'm sure you all can come up with an example. Maybe the sun. That's really bright. Do not look at the sun. You can go blind. I think your mother told you. So don't look at the sun. If you ever walked down a train track late at night or walked in a train tunnel and saw the train coming the other way, that's a really bright light. That doctor, when you have your eye exam, he puts that light right up in his face and your face are that far apart and then you put that slide in. That's a bright light. That's a bright light. Ever gone to a contemporary uh, Christian church, and they've got uh, um, they've got the, the lights going. They got lights going this way. They got smoke coming up from the floor. Uh, I was part of a church, and there's some folks that are here today that they actually got amplified bass and amplified drum in the floor, and so your heart starts to change rhythm. But it's a bright light, and sometimes those lasers will hit your eyes, and you can't see, but you're worshiping the Lord. So it's really cool. I love that church. I've been a part of that church. I was on staff for that church, and I'm an old rock and roller, so I love that. But you know what I really love? Life Spring Church. We are so blessed with the way we do worship. Amen? Ever go to another church with family or friends? You know, it's not the same. Everyone... As uh, Pastor Roger used to say, no, everyone does chicken a little bit different. We all do worship a little bit different, a little bit different. But man, what a wonderful church. And the words that's spoken and the, the music and the praise and worship and the ushers and the greeters and the children's ministry and the tech team, everything that spins around out of this church is good. You go someplace and visit, you go, you know, that, that was nice. That was nice. Praise God. But it's not home. It's not life spring. And we got something really special. So, um, so the bright lights, don't do that. Any bright light, especially the light from God, illuminates our lives. 
Ever said, just sat out on a, a beach somewhere and let the warm sun just engulf you and warm you up? That's what Jesus does for us. However, we can take the steps. Here's the other part, though. We can lie through our teeth, go over here out of the light, live in the darkness, and live one way on Sunday. Praise God. Good to see you. Oh, glory to God. Da, da, da. And from Monday to Saturday, we're somebody else. There's other things that we're doing. We don't want anybody to know. We don't want anybody to know at work or play or, or school or wherever it is that we might be a Christian. But that's nobody here. That's people in other churches. So it's not you guys. It's, it's other, other folks. But it illuminates our lives. But we attempt to hide in the dark. And again, John tells us, if we're stumbling around in the dark, we're stumbling around in sin, and we're struggling with it, and we're trying to walk in the light at the same time, it says we're lying through our teeth. So no more of that. We're not telling the truth. We are who we are because of the better decisions we make. God gives us free will. gives us a choice to do what he's called us to do. And when we make the good decisions, we're doing the right thing. But we are who we are because of the decisions that we make that causes regret, that causes this guilt. Anybody been there? Yeah, I have. I don't know how many times. Too many times. Life is about the decisions we make, positive and negative. Many times we make decisions that we really know, never know the outcome. So often our ability to make good decisions winds up being flawed. It doesn't wind up being the way we thought it was going to turn out. So... Have you ever met somebody that knows it all? A know-it-all? <laughs> Don't point to anybody in the room. Their hands are going up. <laughs> Boy, spouses are pointing to each other. Wow. That <laughs> they know it all. They know just about everything, and they've got a world of knowledge. Ever play sports with those people? They're ball hogs. They try to haul it, whether it's basketball or baseball or soccer. You know, they're hog hogging the ball. They're doing that. Anybody play volleyball through school? Anybody play volleyball? Especially the women. More women hands go up. Ever the women, ladies, have you ever played on a co-ed team where you got men and women playing together on the same team? And what happens? There's that guy, right? That guy that thinks he can do it all. He can serve. He can... What are you laughing at? <laughs> I used to be that guy. <laughs> But God saved me. I could not stand it. You know, I'd, I'd love to play volleyball. Anyway, that's a long story. But trying to take over the whole game, the bumping, the setting, the spiking. And if a female was in the way, <laughs> I thought I knew it all. I didn't know it all. I didn't know it all. But these people that know it all, they hang on to what they think is their glory, their personality, everything that they have, but they justify the walk that they're doing with the Lord, saying that it's not important to them. They can do all that. They don't need it. They're walking in darkness. They don't have the light of God working through them. And for these people, it's all about, there it is, me, me, me. All the praise, all the glory, all the acclaim. It's all about me, right? On the other side, on the other side, we as Christians, we are Christians are walking in the light. Not a light, the light. And, when we, and what we need to do is to give all the credit, all the glory, all the honor, all the praise back to our Heavenly Father. 
and shifting the glory from us. You know, it's nice to get an award. You know, if you get an accomplishment or an attaboy or that kind of thing, it's nice to get that. Enjoy it. Hug it. Kiss it. Celebrate. Tell your family. Call your mom. Now what do you do? Thank God. There you go. You give all the praise and the glory as quickly as possible. Take that in. We're, we're to celebrate. But don't, don't go, oh, that's all me. No, it's all about God. And it's coming up. It's all about God being in the center. As quickly as possible, we give it all back to God. James says it this way. Every 117 for James. James 117. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything that you are, every good thing about you, every talent that you have is a gift from God. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Lights. And who does not change like the shifting shadows. He's not shifted. He's constant. He's steady. He's there, and he wants to bless us, and he has blessed us, and there's more to come in your life. You know, the old movie, Is This As Good As It Gets? Yeah, it gets better. It gets better. As we walk with all, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Hmm. Hmm. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. If you're not dead yet, God's got more for you to do. <laughs> you like the yet? <laughs> if you're not dead yet, there's more for you to do. There's more for you to do. More for me to do. When it's time to go, beam me up, Lord, I'm out of here. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I digress. It's all about God. To give God all the honor, all the praise, all the acclaim, all our reverence. And when we do that, it gives us a release. It gives us peace. It gives us something to live for. But when we do it all about me, 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 it's all regret. It's all tainted. It's all has a, has a funny smell and a funny feel, right? So take a look at Psalm 119, verses 105. That's a big chapter. And there it is. And say, uh, repeat after me, your word. And that was a little weak. Say your word. Your word. One more time. Your word. Your word. Oh, one more time for giggles. Your word. your word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. So we know that God is light. But how in the world do we get his, how do we get direction from him? You probably are familiar with this thing. It's called a Bible. B-I-B-L-E, you know what that stands for? Basic instruction before leaving earth. Basic instruction. It's our map. It's our love letter from God. It's our way of getting from here to there. And by having the word in our life, that's a light lamp onto our feet and a path onto our way. Jacob last week said that he, about six months ago, got on the thing that he was going to pray and read the word every day for 30 days. Well, the first day was only five minutes. 
And then there's a couple days he skipped, but he got longer and finally got to the point. And it changed his life. One of the reasons he is in Africa today is because he got in the Word, he let the Word of God speak to his life, okay? We're not fooling around here, church. <laughs> and he let the Word of God speak to him. He got into his prayer closet and prayed. And he got to the point that he is in Africa now doing missionary work because he got into the Word and let the Word be unto his feet and the light unto his path. Isn't that cool? Amen. Another verse, 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit? Paul is talking to the church at Corinthians. He says, don't you know your bodies are temples? And they're going, yeah, Paul, we know that. No, he says, no, no, listen. Your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in me? I'm a temple? How am I living my life then? Who is in you? The Holy Spirit is in us. And whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You are not you. Once you accepted the Lord and said, Lord, come into my life, you are not your own. His light is in you, his spirit is in you, and he's guiding your steps every single day. It's pretty cool. We need to ask the question, will my next decision bring honor and glory to God? In my body, in my mind, in my spirit. Every decision. Am I bringing glory and honor to God? And finally, Matthew 5, two verses, 14 and 16. This is Jesus talking, and he's talking to you and to me. He says, Jesus is saying, you, 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 you. <laughs> you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl or a basket or a bushel. Instead, they put it on a stand, boom, and it gives light to everyone in the house. What's the house? Your life, your world, who's in your life? Who's the people that are looking for you to be the guiding light from them with Jesus coming out of you? In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, what you do and how you do it and the atmosphere and the attitude that you do and glorify your God in heaven when you do it. Glorify God. We are the light of the world, church. We're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. God's light in us. His spirit is in you. And let your deeds show the light and glorify God. Question. Do people that know you, all the people that know you, and all the people that don't know you, can they or do they sense the spirit of life of God in you. Do they sense that you're a believer? Do they sense there's something in you without you saying one word? Without saying a word? At work, in the marketplace, at Safeway, at Alperson's, or whatever it's going to be. When you're walking your dog, when you're, when you're uh, getting your hair cut, do people know that you're a believer? Do they sense there's something about you as you walk in the room? You walk in the room and you smile. Uh, some of you, at other churches, other churches, a lot of Christians, they walk around like this. And they have the scowl on their face and they look like they've been sucking on lemon since 1975. <laughs> well, that's none of you. <laughs> it's the joy of the Lord on your face. 58% of all communication is nonverbal. You don't have to say a word. But do they see and sense the spirit of God in you? Does the language change at the workplace and at school or wherever you're at? Does the language change? You know what happens? So many times, 
there'll be the foulest, and I remember, Cobra, you talking about a co-worker that just beat you up and swore at you and did all that stuff, right? But when that man was going through a tough, tough time, after really making life tough for Kobe, that he came to him and said, brother, I'm having a tough time with my life. You know, can we talk? Can you pray for me? And when Kobe went from that job to another job, if I remember the story right, that man broke down in tears because Kobe was leaving. But he was the most foul, earthy guy in the world. But he knew there was something special. And there's something special about you and me. The presence of Jesus. The presence of Jesus. Does the atmosphere change? Does the, does the room change when you walk in? Do they sense Jesus? Are you afraid to let people know that you're a Christian? You know, I've served as a, a chaplain. Some of you know that. I haven't been in the last couple of years because life has taken its turn, and there's been other things going on in my life as a chaplain for the police and fire department. But it always talks about the presence of Jesus. And when we get a call, when we get a call, it's normally at 2 o'clock in the morning. That means somebody has died. Somebody is holding a dead baby in their arms. Somebody is under a sheet, under a sheet because of a drug overdose. There's somebody hanging in a garage from a rope. There's somebody out in the shed that's blown their head off with a shotgun, and they call somebody like me to show up. The worst of the worst situations that you can imagine. And they teach us that we're not supposed to bring any scripture, we're not supposed to pan out any flyers, we're not supposed to do anything other than to show up, let them know that we care, and then to hang out with them for five, six hours and walk them through the process. And it goes from people that don't show any emotion to people that are off the hook and completely hysterical and running down the street. And we walk through that situation. One of the older chaplains told me, he says, our job, Randy, is to bring the presence of Jesus into those situations, to bring the presence of Jesus into your situations. And he said, what you do is you go and you go pick up Jesus in your car and you let him sit in the car. And then when you're going on the call, you two are praying together. You're praying together for that situation. And then when you get there, you get out of the car and you open the car for Jesus. You say, sir, would you go in before me? Would you go in before me? He said, yeah, but follow me. We're going to do this together. And you go in there, and I can tell you time after time, situations that I thought, there, I, have, I don't have a clue what I'm supposed to do. And you'll see people change and tears run out of their eyes and prayer meetings with people that aren't believers in a driveway at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, with the presence of Jesus. It is so cool. But boy, I'd be the last person to say, well, yeah, I want to sign up for that deal. But that's what your presence is, the presence of Jesus in your life. Okay. I love Christian athletes and Christian movie stars. We got the ones on the other side that disgrace us and we make us mad and they do things in sports and their lifestyles and they're so proud about how they're not living for God and all their lifestyle things. But Christian movie stars and Christian, they're just more visible. But I, I just love the way that, and we, we've got a great team right here. We've got a couple of great teams, but the Seahawks especially, you know, there's a bunch of Christians on the Seahawks. And if you ever watch, they get praise, they get adoration. They say, no, 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 no. It's all about the teamwork. It's all about the fellowship of, of being with my brothers and we're all in this together, da, 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 da. Right? 
And then what do they do? And they say, thank you for that compliment, thank you for that, but God is such a blessing to me. I am so blessed. I am so blessed. And God is in my life, and I'm not ashamed of who knows it and who, I don't care who knows it. I'm a, I'm a kid of God, and I'm so blessed and so thankful. Really, all the honor, all the glory, all the praise go to him. Isn't that cool? Wow. So when we keep giving the glory for ourselves, it's not so good. But when we reflect the light of Jesus, we pass on all the glory. It just gives clarity and peace for us. You know why most people are in the hospital? Real quick. Why most people are in the hospital? Anger, regret, guilt, and unresolved forgiveness. My daughter works in a big hospital in Texas, and she's a dad, most of the people, she's in progressive intensive care. Most of the people are there because of all the drugs and alcohol and abuse that they did to their body that was based on anger that came from their youth, unresolved forgiveness, and they are sicker than can be. You said the people that are in there, they may be 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, but they look like they're 95. Life has just been sucked out of them. There's no joy. There's no peace. And she said, but when Christians come in, <laughs> she said, when Christians come in, there's a difference. The glow in their eye, the sparkle in their eye, they're so thankful for the attention and for the care, and they're, they're completely different. Their skin's different. Their eyes are different. It's amazing. <sighs> so as Christians... We get hurt by others, but what, is, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Forgive them or go ask for forgiveness, right? Don't hang on to that. Don't hang on to, well, they did this and they did that. No, 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 no. Go to them, ask for forgiveness, or have them come back to you, just like Jesus forgave you at some point. I want you to look, I got seven kind of little posters, I guess. Good positive things backed up by a verse. And you got your little hand out there, and so you got those, and uh, we'll be going through those. You can take those home. It's on the front and the back. Make a copy so you can put the other one up on your mirror or on your TV or at work or somewhere, because these are good. So here's the first one. I want you to help me read these with full voice, okay? Here's the first one. When you choose to forgive those who have hurt you, you take away their power. You forgive them, you go to them, and you take away their power. Gone. Ephesians 4.32 says it this way, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ has forgiven you. That is so powerful. Number two. Help me read this full voice. Always forgive people and move on, even if they never ask for your forgiveness. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for yourself, even if they never accept your ask for forgiveness. Do it. Don't do it for them. Do it for yourself. And the verse that goes along with this is, is Psalms 32.1. It says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Psh, gone. Next one, number three. Everything will work out in the end. You don't need to know how. You just have to trust God that it will. Amen. 
and the verse that goes with that, and we know that all things, say all things, work together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Everything is going to be okay if we believe in God and trust in God. The next one, faith is knowing and believing, not wondering and doubting. No wondering, no doubting, no worrying. Now faith is the substance on the Hebrews 11. Faith is in confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Amen? A couple more. Next one, stressing. Someone say stressing. And complaining will not change nothing. Take action, make a change. Don't look back. Don't look back. No rear, no rear view mirrors on your life. There's no side mirrors. There's no rear mirror. We're just going forward with Jesus. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. The world doesn't know what we're doing. But do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Next one. Be thankful. Okay, help me read this. You're getting a little quiet. Be thankful for your blessings and never doubt your struggles. Don't ask how, why it, had, why it happened, but be thankful for the strength it gave you. Anybody been hurt? Anybody gone through struggles? Anyone had some heartaches? Anyone had <laughs> been stomped on? <laughs> I got both hands up. We've all been there. We've had people pass away on us that weren't supposed to pass away. We've had people hurt us that weren't supposed to hurt us. We've had things happen. But be thankful for the blessings. Never doubt your struggles. Don't ask why it happened. Just be thankful for the strength it's given you now. And Proverbs 3, 6 says it this way. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And last one. Here we go. Full voice. Always pray to have your eyes that see the best. A heart that forgives the worst. A mind that forgets the bad. And a soul that never loses faith. Never loses faith. And the verse goes, Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, whatever word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Let's take another offering. No. <laughs> I got I to laugh out of Max. <laughs> Have you ever been to a good funeral? Have you ever been to a great funeral? Have you ever been when you went to the funeral and you came out of there and you go, wow, I am glad I came to this thing. Have you ever been to ones that you go, oh boy, that was sad. Ever been to the ones where you go, wow, you know. And as you know, I, uh, uh, I've done my share of funerals and also done my share of marriages. And, uh, <laughs> and some of you have had the opportunity to, to marry. I'm um, looking around the room, there's one, two, and Casey was one, and so there's been some folks, and also, being part of this church, I've, I've done some memorial services, all the way from premature babies that didn't make it beyond seven or eight months, to babies that only lived 36 hours, to teenagers, to young adults, you know, people in their 50s and 60s, 92-year-old grandmas, so down at, when I was at Pallet Foursquare on staff, they always referred to me, because I did both marriages and funerals, they referred to me as the Marion Berrying Pastor. <laughs> so my name was Marion Berry, which I think is an Oregon Blackberry. <laughs> Marion Berry, okay, I move on. Okay, 
A great funeral. A great funeral is where they celebrate life. And you come and there's music and there's pictures. And they're celebrating a life well lived and a legacy and a heritage that's been passed on. And a belief and a faith in God. And it's been passed on to two or three generations down the line. And, and it's just, just amazing that that life has not stopped. That life is in heaven, and that life and all the things that that life did has been passed on to all of us that are behind. So a value, a good funeral is a value of a life. There it is. Everyone say that. A value of a life is measured in terms of how much is given away. How much are you going to give away when it's your turn? We all got a starting point, got a date of arrival, a date of departure. Some priest or some pastor is going to stand up and uh, say some nice things about you. But if it's about giving your life away, trusting God, living in the light, letting spirit in you go to the world and your friends and your neighbors, it'll make a difference. So Jacob last week encouraged us for 30 days to get in basic instruction before leaving earth. Get into the Bible and pray up to an hour a day. And he finally did it. I'm just saying for the next three days, Everything you do, everything you say, in business, in your marriage, in your family, in your life, before you make a decision, say, Lord, I want to bring all the honor, all the glory to you. I want you to be the center stone of my life, and I don't want to mess up again. So, Lord, anoint me, empower me, and let me do this for three days of giving honor and glory to you, to you. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for today again. Lord, we thank you for all the experiences in life. We thank you that you are our light, that your Holy Spirit is resident in us and help us in the times when we stumble in the darkness. We have full control of our choices. You've given us that right. And the consequences are what they are. Negative choices can follow us until the day we die, but with God's help, he redeems us, he restores us, and what the locust has eaten, he, he, he restores. In our relationships, in others, and may our bad choices be outweighed, outweighed by the better choices so we live a rich and rewarding legacy behind for our families. Lord, we give you every choice, every action, every decision to be honoring and giving all our honor and praise you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I was going to take that for a minute and go, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Praise God. Just uh, in closing, um, just close your eyes for a second. Just for a second. So, two things. One, if you're kind of Stumbling around in the darkness and you know it and it's not pleasing to God and there's areas of your life that you're stumbling but you know that you want and you want to get right with God, you want to be doing it, you want the fullness of his light and his spirit in you but you're kind of over here messing around uh, and it's not right and you know it and you need to change. If that's you this morning and say, Randy, would you please pray for me? Would you please pray for me? Just raise your hand real quick so I can pray for you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> I got both my hands up. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Lord, yes. Yes. 
And finally, we've been talking about light and Jesus and living for God and all that, and that doesn't make any sense to you or that's new to you this morning. You do not know Jesus as your personal Savior. And you say, boy, I've been fooling around with everything else, but I want to have something that's real and solid in my life. I need to have Jesus in my life. So that's you this morning. On the count to three, and on three, raise your hands. Say, yeah, that's me. I want Jesus in my life. One, two, three. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I see both your hands. Three hands. Praise God. Yes, Lord. Join me in a closing prayer. Everyone repeat after me. Dearly Father, uh, thank you for my life. Thank you for your light and your spirit in me. Lord, I don't know you, but please come into my heart right now. Make me a new person. Let me walk with you. Let me walk in your light. Forgive me of anything I've done in the past. And help me to be the person you have in mind. Help me to be the person you have in mind for me to be and to give all the honor and glory to you. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that and you meant that, woo! <laughs> that's better than a Seahawk touchdown, I'm telling you. Praise God. So, we got one last video. Mary's not coming up normally. It's a video, if you maybe heard of Hillsong Ministry, and it's a bunch of kids, and they're talking about singing about the light of the world. So I want you to stand up. Don't watch it like you're watching TV on a big screen. I want you to see these kids raising their hands, and you'll catch on. Start singing.